everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl Podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Friday, my friends. We have made it. We have made it to the weekend. And if it's not your weekend, I totally get it. But if it is your weekend, yay! We made it to the weekend. Um, just in case you didn't know, this week we are talking about patience. The best skill that we could all have that trickles down to extending kindness and compassion to others and just caring more in general um, and helping ourselves grow. But yeah, this week we're talking about patience. I hope that your day is going really well and that if your day has just started, I hope it's fantastic and top notch. If you're already in the middle of your day or towards the end of it, I hope that it was a great day. I hope it's absolutely cool and that everything is working as it should Maybe a little few humps and bumps come up there, but you're able to just ride those out and just move on. If you're having a terrible day, though, or crap is just just overwhelming you, please find those five minutes where you can take some time to be by yourself so you can find some peace, de-stress, reboot, regroup, find that baseline, and figure out how you can carry on with the rest of your day to actually enjoy it, at least in the most um, medium sense of it. I could ever put I just you want to be able to just kind of like be able to get through the rest of the day without feeling super grumpy without feeling like you just need to throw the whole thing away I encourage you to at least find that middle ground if you can't just be up here super happy positive pie in the sky kind of thing like I get it I get it not everything's like that also take some time to problem solve and find out how to get rid of that crap out of your life so you can enjoy your days more so that's my encouragement every single day if you're new here but again, happy Friday. This week to close out our theme of the week about patience, today we are talking about how to up your patience game, i.e. how to become better at having patience, how to practice patience better. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Um, define what your goal is and be sure it is something you actually want. So when you're playing the game of patience, it can be tough. And it, you can continually tell yourself that it's actually worth it if the goal that you're going after, the journey you're on, the thing you're waiting out and working on is worth it if it's actually something that you want. So make sure that before you jump into something, you actually take the time to evaluate whether it's going to work best for you, whether you understand the ups and downs and left and rights of what could happen and what's expected and then decide if you're going to go for it or not and if you can actually play the game of patience with it. There's nothing wrong, I mean, excuse me, there's nothing worse than putting so much time and effort into something and using up all your patience on something you aren't that passionate about. Like, it happens. It happens to all of us and it really sucks. But you can try your best to avoid that by actually taking the time to plan things out, think it through, do your research. Again, find out if that goal is actually worth it, if it's actually something that you want to spend some long-term time on and actually go through with and go through it through the end. So again, consider it. You don't want to waste your time if you don't have to. I understand that it happens because despite everything that we do in our life, life just happens. Things come up, but we try we should just try our best. And if you want to be super dedicated to creating the best goals, you should do it using the SMART method. Created well, I at least during my research, I saw that it was created by someone called Brian Wright TLS. I could be wrong, but that's where my source sourced it back to. <laughs> but the SMART method. The SMART method says goals should be specific, 
measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And it's absolutely true because if you are just like, my goal is to become a nurse. Okay, well, why don't you get more specific about that? Like what, when you become a nurse, do you know like what specific care unit that you would prefer to work on? You know, what demographic would you prefer to work with? You know, what are you really interested in? You know, do you really want to be like direct contact with people or would you rather work like doing nursing with like kids in the schools or do you want to work in like those like uh, low income clinics do you want to travel the world and do that kind of thing like be more specific and then you want to measure it and see like what is all involved in that how long will it actually take what does that mean for you and then move on to is it attainable will you be able to complete all the years of school? Will you actually be able to get into the nursing school that you need to go to? Will you be able to finish all the work? Will you have time to do all the work? Will you be able to support yourself or have someone supporting you financially while you get through all the schooling and get to like practicum and like all that and like all that stuff that has to go in with becoming a nurse? Um, also, is it relevant? Is it relevant to you? Does it make sense for who you are and your lifestyle? Does it make sense of the goals and dreams that you want it? Does it, will it actually fulfill the goals and dreams that you have in your life to become a nurse or work in the medical field? Um, and then lastly, timely, like, are you actually planning out enough time to get this done? Do you have other things in your life that might get in the way? Um, have you actually created an, a timeline Will you actually make enough time for you to be able to um, study and make that all happen? So I just encourage you that next time you're making a goal, big, small, or medium, think of the SMART method, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. And if you want more information about that, you can just like Google it. It's everywhere. Um, And it really will help you actually like get down to the nitty gritty of your goals and figure out if that goal is really for you and how to actually like define it even more so that you are more informed and you can make a better decision based on that. Also, something that's super common but always important to remind people of, break down your goals into smaller sections so that it is more attainable. So, you know, you can do your SMART method And then when you're creating your timeline, just make sure you break it down into sections. So you're like, okay, well, for this month, I have to work on this. Or if it's only a month long, break it down to weeks. If it's only a week long, break it down to days. So, you know, every time that you reach the end of that part of that goal, then you can feel proud of yourself. You can feel super accomplished. And then it also feels like there is not such a big weight strain on your shoulders of getting this goal accomplished because you've broken it down. And it's easier actually to practice patience when things are broken down into smaller chunks because it doesn't feel like it's so long and drawn out either. So something to keep in mind. Another tip is to change your perspective. You know, don't put so much pressure on yourself to do everything perfect from the first time. That right there is setting unrealistic expectations. So, you know, you really want to like think about how much pressure you're putting on yourself. Is that absolutely necessary? And just remember that no one is perfect. You'd never have to do anything perfect the first time, second time, third time, whatever time. And people that do, you know, that's really cool for them. That's really awesome. 
doesn't mean you have to be like them. No one is expecting you to. And if they are, those expectations are based upon their own insecurities and they need to really not be putting their expectation on you. No one should do that unless it's like a parent-child kind of thing. So, think about that. Think about that. No, no, no one should be setting unrealistic expectations for other people. Not even you for yourself. (laughs) This is also... Um, pertinent when other people are involved. Think of it from their perspective of them trying their best to help and serve you, like a barista or a waitress or something like that. Um, that's like first example that comes to my head. There's many others. And think how grateful they may be if you continue to practice patience with them. So again, back to the barista thing. Maybe they're new, you know, maybe they're new and they're taking a little bit longer to understand what you want, make your drink, you know, like use the register any of that kind of stuff. Maybe it's their first job ever, you know, and so it's just, it's tough for them to like figure out what they need to do and you just happen to be there on their first day, week, month, whatever it is. It's important to really just like, you know, think of it from their perspective and be like, okay, if I was that person, I would really love it if someone extended grace to me, if someone was a little bit more patient with me and just wasn't like, oh, I need to get out of here. Like, despite the fact that you're late for whatever or not, just remember, do you want to pay it forward to just be kind and compassionate to people, practice patience, and just know it's not the absolute end of the world if you if they make your drink wrong and they have to make it again, or if it takes an extra five minutes to get through the line, okay? So just think of it like that. Um, also, identify your triggers that cause you to not be patient. You know, triggers are conditions that elicit a response. Examples are being tired, hungry, or hangry <laughs> in my household, talking about a sensitive subject, getting your feelings hurt, etc. Um, identifying your triggers will help you become more self-aware and prevent yourself from acting out in a negative way. So if you, if any of those things or any other things that you know of yourself, which again goes back to being self-aware and understanding who you are and what you're all about, come on. Um, But yeah, if you understand what your triggers are, that will help you to kind of get on top of those, you know, be self-aware, understand that if you do go to a gathering and you, based upon experience, hear them, you know, they're going to start talking about a subject that makes you feel very uncomfortable and will just trigger you to like not have patience with them, to snap back at them. Or if you encounter a conversation you weren't expecting and you just hear them talking about, you can just right then stop yourself, walk away, figure out some sort of way to console yourself, to help yourself not have the reaction that you generally would have and just demonstrate more patience um, within the situation, within the crowd, whatever needs to be done. Just be able to like really like ooze that presence of patience because it's better than just like popping off and like giving into the trigger and making yourself feel worse, making those around you maybe feel worse. You know what I mean? So it's important to identify those. And if you haven't, I encourage you to take the time to do that. I also encourage you to take the time to become more self-aware. And if you need help with that, please go back two weeks to the week where I talked about emotions. And that was basically a drawn out week talking about how to become more self-aware. Lastly, take time to actually enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey, as they say. I encourage you, take the time, slow the car down, you know, roll the window down. I'm actually doing motions of like 
rolling down a car window as if it's 1992 because nowadays it's just the button and you're like oh girl you must have had an old car in 1992 actually when I graduated from high school I had an old car the car was as old as me and I still had to like crank the window it's fine it's fine you got good like upper body workout right then but I enjoy you I, I encourage you Roll down the windows, smell the flowers, take in the scenery, understand what's happening around you, make memories that you can take into the future to enjoy later, also to learn from and process so you can like help others, you know, grow and become successful in what you're teaching them to do so that you will be able to avoid mistakes in the future and just become your best self. So I encourage you to take the time to actually enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, be patient with what's going on around you and just love it. Don't try to just be instant gratification all the time. Don't try to just like rush and zoom by everything because you might regret it later because other people are talking about how they enjoyed this time period in their life. You decided to zoom through it. Maybe you won't regret it. Maybe it's the best thing in your life that you zoom past it, past it but maybe not. Just give it a try. Just, just give it a little, little sprinkle of a try. <laughs> Okay, guys, that is it for today. Again, happy Friday, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you really enjoyed it. If you did, I encourage you to share it with someone else that would really enjoy it, and please check the description box for any notes on the show, where to find me on Instagram, and my email address for any comments, questions, or concerns about the show, about me, about anything, about whatever. Per request, too. I take those as well. Again, happy Friday. For those of you that this is your weekend, I hope that you have a great, fantastic weekend. Enjoy it. I hope the weather is fantastic where you are. It's been up and down here in Washington State, but it's still been pretty good. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the rain and the sunshine and the combination of cloudy days, so it's totally cool. Um, again, happy Friday. I hope that you come back for next week's episodes, but until then, have a good one, and I will see you next time. Bye.